you know what? I'm just happy to be here. You pay mm. me what you want to pay me. I'm just happy to be here. Hey, look, the amount of money you're paying me, no one in my family has ever earned that much money before. Mm. So you may be getting paid the least in your team, but you're just happy to be there and you're not even willing to negotiate uh, how much you're getting paid because you're scared that you might even get fired for being uh, somewhat arrogant, if, if that's what you want to call it. Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you today? Peter, uh, today I am hot. <laughs> <laughs> I am so hot. Um, at the point of recording this episode, we are experiencing one of the hottest days ever in the UK. And yeah, it's, it's I mean, I've enjoyed it to some extent, but yeah, it's, it's hot here. That's nice that you've enjoyed it. I can't say the same. Um, I know here in the UK in particular, we complain whether it's cold or hot, but this is on the extreme side, man. Um, it is actually, I think, on record, the hottest um, day uh, so far we've had um, on record. So I think it's hit or hit uh, 40 degrees in some places of the UK, which is crazy. But yeah, man, we we keep doing what we need to do. Um, and even in relation to the topic of this episode, regardless of the seasons and environments, you still got to do what you've got to do, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. A shout out to our listeners, man. We've got a nice little topic in tune um, in store for you all. Um, you know, Jax, of course, um, during the current times we're in, I think more so than ever, it's become apparent um, just how important it is to really, when it comes to this personal finance journey, to really um, look at ways where we can increase our income. Um I mean, just to keep up with the cost of living increases <laughs> alone, uh, because I don't know about you, Jazz, but not many workplaces are increasing salaries to match with the current inflation. No, 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 no. It's, it's extremely difficult for uh, many businesses to to do that because, you know, by increasing your wages, that's actually increasing the, the import costs for the business and reducing the profitability. So uh and if they are even profitable so it is it is not easy for some companies to be paying you uh, an increase in wages in line with inflation which is good god it's flying isn't it mm. so yeah it's, it's difficult no absolutely i think the other day we just recorded 9.1 um percent uh over here um where we are which is just um, absolutely crazy um decades high in terms of record records being broken um and yeah as i said man um this topic is really going to be about you know how can one actually go about increasing uh their income and as i said we're probably in a time where it's more important than ever and you know it's very easy jack to say yeah um to you know um maximize your income or to um get on this personal finance journey you want to think about reducing your expenses and increasing your income it's very easy to say but let's break that down in terms of um what that actually looks like and first and foremost it's probably a bit um self-explanatory but why is it important to actually continue thinking of ways to increase our income yeah, so, you know, here at Walk Finance, we, we talk about, you know, the starting stages of building wealth. When we say increase your income and reduce your expenses or keep your expenses low is at the forefront of, of, the, of the journey, right? Um, but the truth of the matter is um, reduce your expenses is, is one part of the formula, but you can only ever reduce your expenses so little, so, so low. Uh, well, you could reduce it to zero. But if you do not have the increased income element, then, you know, you're quite restricted, right? So, you know... 
you can reduce your income, sorry, your expenses to zero, but your income can increase to infinity. And so um, as part of this formula, we say we have to try our best to be increasing our income as we go on to that personal finance journey for the long term. Um, yeah, and, and as we know, inflation is always rising. So to even keep the purchasing power of the money that we're earning from our, let's say, our side hustles or our businesses or um, our employment, uh, these things have to be high enough to, you know, actually match the value of inflation or the raising inflation or the rating of inflation in order for us just to buy the same things. Mm. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we're talking about just about keeping on top of the cost of living, but obviously beyond that as well, um, even just on this personal finance journey and um, which we talk about pretty much on um, every episode um, on the Walk Finance uh, podcast. Um, why else might be be important to ensure that we're trying to increase our income and not just as we know, not just for the sake of having um, income? Yeah, so increasing income is the thing that is going to allow you to even do things such as uh, build an emergency fund. Mm. Um, one of the key uh, phrases for anyone who's ever read a personal finance book, um, I think I probably came across the term in The Richest Man in Babylon, I believe. And it talks about paying yourself first. Mm. You know, uh, you should pay yourself a proportion of your income. But let's be honest, that's extremely difficult when your income is not enough to even pay for the lifestyle that you're living. Mm. right um and then people then say okay reduce your expenses but you know as i said you can only reduce expenses so low so finding ways to increase your income as you know different responsibilities come on board as well you know as we get older sometimes we pick on new responsibilities which means our liabilities go up as well Mm. and in order to be able to continue this journey of uh having uh, more money that you know uh, making more money than we spend we need to make more money (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> so, yeah. we, we are going to spend more so it's just one of those things it's part of a formula and it just has to be um respected mm. and you know one of the things that you said you know uh, at some point in our lives you know our responsibilities are gonna go up um you know some of us most of us uh want to you know build a family maybe buy a bit and i'll touch on the home bit um or actually touch on the home bit as well but buy a home perhaps um and just build there's going to be quite a lot of expenses children we all know that's not cheap (laughs) and and it's about really preparing so we are trying to be as proactive for when that time comes as well yeah i mean you you spoke about home and Mm. and that's uh something that's very very important you know for anyone that has the desire to buy a home we know that Mm. there are you know, checks and, and and certain things you have to meet. You have to meet a certain criteria. Um, and one of those things is your income, mm. right? So it's more than just uh, saving a deposit, um, which is obviously mandatory if you want to um, get on a property ladder. But in order for the banks or the lender to see you as, um, you know, worthy of the loan that they're going to lend you, you have to earn a certain amount. Mm. Um, the higher you earn, the higher you can borrow and the better house you can buy, I guess. And, you know, it's crazy because I've known so many people over the years that, you know, they've seen a house that they like, let's say, for 300k or so, and they've saved up 10% deposit thinking, yeah, that's all they, they've got this 10% deposit, I'm going to go and try and get a mortgage. But then they've been told, sorry, um, your salary is not high enough, so you actually have to save more for us to give you, um, well, the mortgage. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's an interesting scenario, right? Because to save more, you probably want to increase your income anyway, hmm. right? So, you know, let's be honest, earning more allows you to build wealth, allows you to 
live a more comfortable life as long as you are wise with the money that you actually earn. So increase your income is it's it's just part of the journey and it has to be done. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what are some of the key questions when we think because as I said, it's really easier said than done before we actually go into maybe some of the different ways and the uh, the the methods of increasing our income. What are the key questions you want to consider first before even moving going on to that step? I think, I think one of the things that you definitely have to ask yourself is why, like, why do you want to increase your income? And I guess that sounds like a silly question because everybody wants to increase their income. Um, but it is important to understand, first and foremost, why before you even start the journey. I'll give you an example. So uh, when I've done one-to-one financial coaching with people that are struggling with debt, um, but they are, let's say they're single and uh, they've got a lot of time with their hands. They don't have a lot of responsibilities, but they've made some bad choices so much so that they are uh, swimming in quite a lot of debt. Um, and the reason why they want to uh, you know, increase their income is because they want to be able to pay off the debt. Um, with that in mind, what, one of the things that I would actually encourage them is maybe for the short term, get a second job. You know, get a second job because you have time on your hands and you can use that money that you get from the second job to pay off the debt. So I guess the why is really important. And of course, just generally speaking, what we know about any journey we go on to is that the mindset is extremely important because in this journey, we are going to find uh, obstacles and, and certain issues. It's not every single day that you are going to be motivated. And that's the truth. Mm. Um, it's not every single day that you're going to be disciplined. And that's mm. the truth. Um, but if you have a why, that's, that, that's the thing that you look upon. That's the thing you call upon. That's your reference point. Every single time you feel as if you're backsliding, um, or you're unable to do the things that you wanted to set out to do. Once, once you know the real reason why you're doing it, it is easier to remain disciplined. It is easier to find that motivation. Hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, one of the pushbacks you kind of touched on that. One of the pushbacks you always get is, you know, uh, we got 24 hours in a day. I work, I don't know, 12 hour shifts a day. I'm knackered. You know, in this heat event, just working a couple <laughs> of hours, you're knackered. How do you expect me to? you know, invest even more of my time into this? <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll start off by saying if your why is strong, sometimes you don't give the pushback mm. because your why is that strong, mm. <laughs> you know? So you just get on with it. So there's that element. Um, but also there are different ways of getting a second job. You don't necessarily have to go outside and, and you know, mm. especially in this day and age, um, there are opportunities online to earn a bit of income. And mm. so you could do something different uh, from let's say your initial nine to five. If your nine to five is initially, uh, let's say uh, desk-based or office-based, maybe you can find uh, another role um, short-term. Remember this is short-term. We don't we don't encourage people doing two jobs long-term. That's not mm. the way to build wealth, we believe. We're talking about short-term to fix something. Um, you know, you might say, I, I might want to do a job in a warehouse where you get to move around a bit more. You know, mm-hmm. so it's a different type of feel if, you know, obviously if you have the um, opportunity to do so and you don't have the responsibilities. And even then it's a conversation that you can have with, let's say, your partner, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are remote jobs out there. So many remote jobs that you can apply for. So I think that's something that you can do um, rather than obviously just looking for um, the same job that you're doing and adding more hours to it. Mm. And I like what you said about, you know, this is a a temporary thing. Um, It's a temporary fix. Um, It's 
planned and intentional for a set period of time to almost you know build up that um that pot income um and uh you know I've, you know i've always been keen on us doing an episode on you know health is wealth um and the reason why i even mention that is because in order for someone to even be able to take up a second job you need to be able to be to be able to do that physically yes. mentally emotionally all of that so it's so important that there's a process even before going on to that which is around your actual health and well-being absolutely agree. absolutely agree. Hmm. no absolutely um so let's stay focused on the job bit in terms of how one can actually start increasing their income um did you have any before we actually focus on whilst you're actually in your own job did you have anything more to add in the terms of the second job yeah i mean as i said we talk about second jobs um and remember the reason why i said get a second job that might be easy to get i think that's what i should have probably said Mm. getting a second job that's extremely easy to get um it may not be the most luxurious job but remember, it is short term. It's just just to fix uh, an issue potentially, which is mm. why I said the why is important. Um, but then there are things such as side hustles. Mm. There are side hustles, which is a different way, you know. And and, I, and I, that's why I think it's always important to start with the objective in mind. If you want to increase your income um, and you want to do it over a period of time and grow that income, but you're not desperate for the income in the short term, then I think side hustles are great. What would you mm. think, Pierre? No, I was going to say that's that's a, such a great place to be in where you're not desperate for the income, but you want to grow that over a set period of time. Um, and I think what side hustles tends to do, it alleviates a lot of pressure on mm-hmm. you. You're kind of just doing it with the spare time that you have. You know that it's got God winning it will lead to something in the months, the years to come. But you're kind of putting the spare time that you have into it without that pressure on your mind saying, oh, this needs to happen by next month. I need to have X amount by this time, etc. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. You, you find that a lot of sad hustles are passion projects. Mm. So um, as you said, it's less pressurized. Um, of course, if you, you know, agree to do a job for someone, then there's a bit of pressure. But, you know, you get to choose. You're, there's a yeah. bit more autonomy. Um, and so I think side hustles are one of those things where almost anyone can do it. Mm. Um, I would say if you've got a spare time and you don't have to do it initially for just a monetary gain, it can start off almost as a hobby and then you can monetize it. Mm. Yeah. And uh, as you said, Pat, you used the phrase passion projects. It's stuff that you're very passionate about. You have a particular skill that you've developed over the years um, you want to add value to the world. You want to help people. As you said, so many people do all sorts of things on social media and they don't charge. It's just a hobby. And then that turns into something monetary as well. But when you're doing something like that, you can't, you feel like you can do it for free because you enjoy it so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and even when it comes to the monetization part, you know, again, it depends on what your why is again, but you can, uh, use it to supplement your initial income rather than it being let's say something that you want to do to replace your initial income you do have that, mm. those people mm. i think that's fine i think that's great to you know work on a side hustle and become a full-time entrepreneur one day that's i think that's okay mm. um, but there are also some people that just have side hustles um, as passion products they enjoy it and they do it in their spare time and you know they can monetize it and use it to supplement their initial income now I like that Jackson uh, before we move well as we move into one of the next um, ways that someone could increase their income let's talk a bit more about the difference because right now when when we're hearing side hustles um, I don't know what um, whatever that may be one may be thinking the same thing as actually having a full-on business if that makes sense 
Yeah, yeah. So do you want to maybe, yeah, maybe let's go into maybe what some of the slight differences might be? Yeah, so um, I will start by saying a side hustle can easily turn into big business if you mm. wanted to. Um, if that's your desire, it takes more work. Um, but firstly, a lot of side hustles don't require other people mm. initially. So it could be a freelance type of job or almost like a sole trader. So I'll give an example. Um, I know someone who works in banking and finance full time, but they also have a great passion for uh, photography. Mm. And so they take pictures, they take mm. pictures um, and they do things like weddings and they do parties and stuff like that. Um, I know people that do uh, talking of parties, they do the whole, how do I describe it? The setup, the, mm. the decorations and stuff like that. So they do that as part of their, of their um, side hustles. It's not their full-time thing. So all these things um, you can do yourself if you want. Um, and I think the key thing is scalability as well. Mm. Some, some side hustles um, are not easy to scale into big business. But that's not the purpose. The purpose is to keep it as a side hustle for some people. Um, and then you have businesses that can very much scale, hmm. um, even if they start off as side hustles. And, and probably the most popular one, I would say, is probably someone starting, let's say, a, a, a YouTube channel hmm. or someone starting a, a blog or, or even a podcast, hmm. dare I say it where you can use these things as avenues and then actually grow the business into different areas and do things like coaching or uh, webinars. And, and, you know, uh, you know, there's so many different things you could do nowadays. Um, so it really depends on where you want to take it, but some people may say, Hey, I just want to remain as a YouTuber. And that's why I enjoy it. I don't want to mm. do coaching. Mm. Um, there are some people that just want to remain coaches and they don't want to do YouTube channels or YouTube videos or podcasts. So it really depends uh, and as I said, a lot of these people, some of these people just do it for passion. Um, and if they want to monetize it, they may not monetize it uh, or may not want to put the work in sometimes or that or the energy and effort in to make it into big business. But they actually just enjoy what they do and they want to keep it like that. Because sometimes for these people, when they start to uh, scale it, it becomes a, a bit more of a job than a passion. Yeah. Um, and so that's 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 important as well to know, which is, again, goes back to the why. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it takes a, in a team where you've got different types of minds and different types of people that 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 work together. Sometimes uh, the individual that has their side hustle may not always suit um, the person running an actual business, vice versa. So running a business, they need to be strategic thinking about five steps ahead, the years to come, all of that stuff with a side hustle. They might just be happy to think about the now. I've got a booking next week or next month, all of that stuff. But I'm not really thinking about how to grow in this way. I'm not thinking about the infrastructure of this business, et cetera. So, um, yeah, there's definitely different skill sets required for both. Um, I was also just going to say, um, on the side hustle bit, um, as someone that's obviously planning a wedding as we speak, um, without going too much into figures, but side hustles can actually supplement your income fairly well right so if you're thinking of photography decorating and and when i say these a lot of these side hustle things you may not actually have these skills right now but people develop them at some point so they can be learned um yes. by taking courses all of that stuff and people develop a passion but i mean take decorations and photography i mean they're charging an arm and a leg for that Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as, as you said, I'm, I'm going through the process now. And I would say photographers, videographers, decorators, um, and, and even wedding planners, people do that as a side hustle as well. Mm -hmm. uh, they charge thousands. 
they charge thousands. So all you need is uh, one client a month and you can make an extra £1,000, £2,000 a month. Which is fantastic on top of your, um, yeah, job, daily job as well. So now that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it's for some people, that's their full-time salary anyway, right? Yeah. So it's, again, as you said, these things can be learned. And I guess that's something we can, you know, uh, touch a bit more on. Mm. Um, for someone who is looking to actually increase income, not just for passion purposes, but kind of wants to combine the both. Mm. Um, things like photography, uh, videography, uh, web design, editing, these skills are in high demand um, in an ever-growing digital world as well. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, I think it's a great way to, to get started in terms of side hustles. Hmm. Fantastic. Now, I love it, Jax. Um, anything to add in terms of, We've got side hustles. We've obviously got get an extra job and then we've got um, start a business or grow your side hustle into fully-fledged uh, business. Anything to add on to those three before we move on to the next one? Um, I think I think that's, that th- those are the things that are important. You know, I would just say what, if you are thinking about doing these things, of course, do think about how you're going to set up. You know, are you going to do it as a freelancer? Um, are you going to actually set up as a limited company? If you are somebody who's going to do it as a, as a uh, passion project, sometimes it's best just to keep it as a freelancer and as a sole trader. Um, and if you're someone who's looking to build it into big business, you want to start off in the right place. So you probably want to start off as a limited business. Um, I will also say, say that there are so many online uh, portals that you can join um, if you're looking for clients. Um, so let's, let's, for example, Fiverr or Upwork in, in America, um, these places allow you to just log on, create a profile, and people can find you to do jobs for them. Um, and you get referrals, you get ratings and that kind of stuff. I think it's a fantastic way to get started. Um, I also know people that, you know, I actually know quite a few friends that do a lot of handyman jobs. Mm. That's, that's one of my weaknesses. I am not a handyman. Mm. I am not great at tutors. Or I, I mean, I don't have the patience to sit down and even put an item together. I would rather just pay someone to do it. You know, and so when I go online and I, and I search for someone, someone, you know, might charge me 50 to 100 pounds just to come in and just fix something for me. And that's mm. that's them making a quick 50, 60 pounds. And that's for them, it's not even hard work. Yeah. But for you, it is. So exactly. it's, them, it's them. You read, they, they've realized the gap. And that's a massive gap um, for many. So, uh, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. Um, what else, Jax, can someone be, uh, can, can someone do to increase their income okay so now uh, i want to look at people that are you know let's say em- employed um well, actually no you don't have to even be employed but let's say you're someone who already dedicates a big proportion of the day to some sort of work so that could mm-hmm. be as an employee or someone running a a small business uh, or even a re- uh, freelancer i think the key thing is to get paid for that time so, you know, you might get paid a specific period of, of money per, per hour. The key thing is to get paid more for that time, mm. right? So what I mean by that is um, there are different types of income. We have active, active income and we have passive income. And sometimes mm. you can even add the term portfolio income to it as well. And initially what we were speaking about was the active income. So when we spoke about freelancing and, and, and just getting a second job or, or even having a side hustle, a lot of these things come with active income where you trade your time for money, okay? It's the easiest way to earn money. It's the easiest way to start earning money. It doesn't take too much time. And so again, that's why it's important to know your why. Now, if you are someone who is employed and you are working, like we were saying very early on, inflation is going up 
And we said, yes, not every single company is increasing, uh, you know, the employees' wages in line with inflation. In fact, the majority are not. Um, you can still have the conversation. Mm. You can still have the conversation. Um, you can still negotiate. You can still ask for wage increases. You'd be surprised how many people never negotiate their wages. Hmm. It's just a conversation that they don't have. And I think a big part of that is a lack of confidence. Mm. Um, a big part of that is uh, similar to the conversation we had on work finance uh, a few episodes ago when we talked about the imposter syndrome, mm. uh, where, you know what, I'm just happy to be here. You pay mm. me what you want to pay me. I'm just happy to be here. Hey, look, the amount of money you're paying me, no one in my family has ever earned that much money before. Mm. So you may be getting paid the least in your team, but you're just happy to be there and you're not even willing to negotiate uh, how much you're getting paid because just get it, you might even get fired for being uh, somewhat arrogant, if, if that's what you want to call it. Mm. Um, but I think that's that's uh, an incorrect way of doing things. You know, mm. negotiating and having a conversation is about letting people know of what your worth is, reminding them what your worth is. Also, you can have conversations about what you can do for them to increase your wages as well. Mm. You know, getting more involved in certain projects, helping out with different things. So you can you can do these things. And, and this is one way you can actually get earned. So you can actually get paid more or earn more for the same job that you're doing or you've been doing for a few years um, without having to, uh, you know, get an additional source of income anywhere. Hmm. No, that's brilliant. And I think, you know, uh, stats obviously show us, you know, if you... Um, in short, a black person, particularly a black woman, but if you are a black person, you're more likely, and you have an ask for a pay increase or assess that um, with your team um, over a significant period of time, it's m- you're much more likely to be earning less than your uh, white counterparts. So I think um, it is very important to be able to really um, demonstrate your value, not just say, hey, I want to pay rise, but actually understand the value that you brought to the company and be able to demonstrate that. And then, as you said, um, showcase how you plan on adding to that and continue to add to the team as, and then what that should represent in terms of your pay rise. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think the next one, Peter, is staying on this topic, um, is actually, you know, if you're someone who is employed, you can look obviously to move one way. You can move mm. horizontally or you mm. can move, um, what's the one? Horizontally or vertically, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So what do I mean by vertically? Vertically is probably the one that most people are common, uh, commonly know, which means they try to climb up their rankings. So you may come in as a junior, then you become you know, an, uh, an analyst or an associate, and you kind of just keep climbing up the ladder. and you might even become a manager of a team, then you might even become a, a director, a partner. You know, That's the route that a lot of people want to take, and that's the route that probably we were taught in school that we need to try and acquire. Mm. The other one is not so popular, but I think it's becoming more popular as time goes on, especially with millennials and Gen Zs, mm. which is rather than moving upwards, we move sideways so we move from company to company mm. doing the same job right so we may uh, go from uh, a company that might be bigger and paying us less and move to a company that's smaller but that's willing to pay us more and give us more responsibility mm. even though the job is very similar okay or vice versa you might be working for a smaller company that may not be as profitable as a bigger company but you just move to a bigger company um, 
and they may be willing to pay you this uh, much more money because they have more money for the same job. I think that's something you can definitely do. It's something that I've actually done since I started my career, where usually after every three years or every four years, I tend to move uh, companies. Um, And the reason why I do that or how I've been able to do it successfully is because in those three years, I don't remain the same person either way. Mm. So what I mean is in three years, I would have had to progress as a person. I may have done extra qualifications, increase my soft skills so much so that I position myself to either uh, go to my existing company and get a pay rise, or I can move to another company and then obviously get paid much more than I was before. And that's kind of um, how I've done it in the past. Hmm. And that jump from another company, even though it's a sideways move, that jump from one company to another company can sometimes be quite significant in the terms of the pay rise. Oh, yeah, yeah. It can be extremely significant. In fact, I was speaking to a friend and she was telling me the other day that she she was able to increase her pay by £20,000 by just moving mm-hmm. to another company. Um, and again, it comes down sometimes just to, you know, the company that you're going to just earns more money. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're more willing to pay a higher wage than the company that you were at before. And actually what I would say to that is that's actually quite common because when you're working for, let's say, a smaller company that may not be as profitable, but you gain actually more experience. Hmm. So actually when you move from that smaller company to a bigger company, you're actually going there with a lot of experience, sometimes even more experience than the people that have been at that big company for many years. Mm. And so you can actually command a higher wage. Mm. Hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Um, No, absolutely. And um, for our listeners, we actually very in our earlier days of um, the pod- podcast we've done an episode um on career planning which was episode 13 part one and i think episode 15 for part two um and we talk a bit about you know how you can actually sit down with your boss and negotiate your salary so do make sure you check that one out um and on jacks on the moving upwards vertically um i mean sometimes there may not be any more room to go or you may not have a desire to go so if you're at I don't know manager level or director level you may not have a desire to want to go beyond that because there might just be one or two positions there and you just don't want to deal with that's just not your career trajectory you're happy with where you are for the foreseeable you can't yeah 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 so and and again that's why it's great um when people sometimes do move sideways yeah, honestly, Peter, I mean, using myself as an example, being yeah. transparent, um, I don't, you know, as, as someone who is an employee and has side hustles, for my employee employment, I don't actually have any desire to be a, a, a manager. Mm. Um, I want to say manager, I mean, managing a team mm. um, for a long period of time. Uh, or managing a department and what I mean by the management is you know things like approving people's holidays and stuff like that Mm, mm. I I have no interest in telling people when they can take holidays and when they can't take holidays Mm. (laughs) you know things like that so I would rather uh, move um, horizontal sorry yeah horizontally to another company Mm. and maintain my position and learn new skills and get more involved with other projects and because that's my desire that's why I enjoy love it love it love it I, I guess one um caution or something just to be mindful of and again this is where you you know assess risk and um put things in places sometimes when people can jump up whether they're going upwards or horizontally that um you you gave an example where someone got a twenty thousand pound increase and what they might find particularly in a time like this where we're pretty much moving into a recession if they want to leave again they are on quite a high salary 
And so when they're looking, they might, they might not be able to find um, jobs on that salary because they've taken so much of a jump or particularly if you jump within your organization as well, because, um, and so it's just something to be mindful of because you may end up having to take a pay cut when you take the next jump, if that makes sense. Yeah. I I think the key thing when you are thinking of taking jumps or even if you're looking to stay, but have uh, conversations about wages, it's actually to assess the market. So you assess the labor market, you assess uh, the job market to see what you know the average is for the role that you are doing, or the average is for the skills that you will bring to the company, and then you can make a level of uh, assessment, a fair assessment as to whether uh, you know what you're even asking for is fair or not. No, absolutely. No, that's brilliant, Jax, man. Thank you very much for that. Um, any other ways someone listening to this can? go away and if they wanted to increase their income implement yeah so we've talked about thinking about your why's if for someone who needs their income very quickly uh very aggressively for let's say paying down debt as an example then we said you know one of the first things you can do is actually just get a second job a job that's easy uh it may not be a job that's quite luxurious or de- quite demanding in terms of skill set uh, but it's something that you can do just to earn some money to do something specific. Uh, mm-hmm. Examples were working in a warehouse or even doing things like deliveries. Yeah. Um, and then we spoke, <laughs> what did you say, Pia? Uber, Uber, things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uber, Ease, delivery, that kind of stuff. Um, and then we said, you know, you can do things like starting a side hustle if you're not, uh, you know, if you don't require the income straight away, but you have passion projects, you have things that you can definitely bring to the market that you don't necessarily need straight away to be monetized, but you've got a decent amount of time to grow it. Um, then side houses are great. Uh, passion projects are great. And then we spoke about, you know, if you are someone who's employed, um, you can think about things such as uh, moving horizontally, which is moving from company to company, or even moving vertically, which is the more popular way, which is kind of climbing up the career ladder. I think one of the key things uh, within all of this, though, is to always increase your skill set. Mm. because ultimately money is value we say this money is a store of value and a medium of exchange and so whenever uh, money is being exchanged from one place to another if you want to earn more money you have to uh, bring more value Uh, and you can bring more value by obviously upskilling and of course when you bring more value you have to make sure that you're actually paid for that value so i'll say upskilling and obviously increasing your ability to do things uh, your ability to command higher wages to command higher fees and that kind of stuff is very important um i'll give an example for somebody who uh, works in, uh, in an office um almost every office job uh will benefit from someone who's got uh, skills in let's say excel mm. or, or data management or uh coding coding yeah. is one of those big big uh, skills that nowadays everyone loves um so you can definitely upskill on these things nowadays even learning them is not as difficult as it used to you don't have to go and do a degree mm. in coding to learn how to code um you can learn it from pl- uh, platforms like udemy teachable mm. and sometimes even youtube hmm. um so that's that's something I, I would definitely encourage people to to be considering i think that's probably the most foolproof way of increasing our income hmm. i love it and these are things that you can kind of just do in your spare time um just building up that knowledge and skills um to a point where i don't know in a few months or a year whatever it can become a point where you can actually turn into something meaningful but these are things that you can just do in your spare time if you have it as well so now i love that jokes yeah 
Cool. And the final way is, is the one that we actually talk about more um, if you're someone who is interested in investing and that kind of stuff, which is, you know, finding ways to uh, generate what we call uh, passive income, which is a more popular way of, of, of saying it, um, passive income or portfolio income. And if you are someone who is like into accounting, you've probably heard it called unearned income. Um, mm. And that's to do with taxes and stuff. But um, here, what, is, what it's about is using income that you already have um, to generate more income. Mm. So some people use the term buying income. Uh, we had our we had a guest, um, Palumi Solaro, uh, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite episodes, actually. Hmm. And I know he likes to use the phrase buying income, which is essentially hmm. where you use your income uh, to buy assets that generate additional income. So examples include buying stocks that pay dividends. When you buy these stocks, these stocks are basically businesses that rural businesses that generate profits and they provide you some of those profits in the form of dividends. Or someone who buys uh, a piece of property and rents it out, you can generate rental income. So these are some of the ways you can generate further income. But this is, in my humble opinion, something that comes later. Mm. Um, You can start it straight away, by the way, but it's something that means more later. Because actually, when you look at the compound interest calculator and how you can generate wealth over a long period of time, in the initial stages, the best input is obviously get started straight away, but the amount of money coming into the portfolio or coming into those assets is what really creates that compounding effect in the first place. Is the thing that generates or creates the foundation. So I would say it's probably better to um, focus much more on upskilling and, and, and increasing your side hustles and uh, generating that active income first and then converting that active income into uh, passive income over time. Yeah, and I think one of the things around this in particular, you know, when I asked you what are some of the questions that people need to consider before, you know, try attempting to increase their income with something like this, there's a question around capital. You need you would need money to get an investment property, for example, um, or you can obviously buy a dividend paying stocks with minimal amount of money, but in terms of getting a decent return, you need to put quite a bit of capital in that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes people get very um, excited with the term passive income because there's been a buzz phrase for quite a while, hasn't yeah. it? Um, and the whole ideology of being financially independent and your, you know, your passive income covering your expenses. We all love it. I mean, that's mm. the journey that I'm on. Um, however, the truth of the matter is to get there, to really be able to get there quicker. Well, we don't believe in getting rich quick, but to actually get there, you need to have income, initial mm-hmm. income, and, and there's an active income that does it first. You need capital, mm-hmm. like Peter said, you need the actual capital. And to get the capital, you need to uh, be able to earn more than what you spend. And like I said very early on in this episode, to earn more, we need to think about these things. We need to earn more and then keep our expenses low and not allow last lives and inflation to kick in. Absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned Palumi. We are going to be bringing Palumi back onto the podcast for a nice, interesting episode. A bit of a healthy debate um, that episode is going to be, but definitely stick, do stay tuned in for that. Um, Jax, man, thank you so much. Before I ask you if you've got any final comments, we're going to do what we normally do and just give a shout out to a city where we're getting a listeners um, or new listeners. Um, and today, the city we're going to give a shout out to is city called Multan which is a city um in Pakistan oh wow we get we get listeners from from Asia that's that's amazing come on, come on. 
Welcome to World Finance. Uh, you're here with myself, Jax, and my co-host, Peter. Here we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. Um, I hope you were enjoying the episode. I hope you are learning how we can find ways to increase our income. Um, and I hope you're gaining tons of value. Fantastic, man. Shout out to our listeners over there. And I've just checked on Google. It's, wow. London is actually hotter than over there, which is 34 degrees, uh, which I'm absolutely shocked about. But no, a massive shout out to you over there and to our listeners all over the world, man. Keep doing what you're doing, subscribing, commenting, sharing, all of that good stuff. It really does um, go a long way, man. Every week we're getting people just randomly message us and just uh, let us know how they've been finding the episodes um and yeah giving us a really good um feedback uh, so yeah please do continue doing what you're doing man but uh Jax any final things you want to um add to um I guess this topic no I think I think uh it's been an interesting conversation again I will always tell people to ask uh, start off with their their why you know why do you need to increase your income um, it always seems very, you know, self-explanatory because everybody wants to earn more money. Mm. I guess it's about asking yourself what resources do you have to do so. Um, do you have time? If you've got time, then you can obviously invest a lot of your time into active income and earn active income and even use that to do things like pay off debt. Or um, actually, I even know some people now that have taken on second jobs just so they can save more and invest more into the financial markets. So it really comes down to your why and then asking yourself, you know, what route you want to take um, and how, you know, how much work you're willing to put in. But I think the key thing when it comes to all of this is really coming down to being able to provide value to the, to the market forces. So, you, you know, you're able to provide value to the labor force, to work, to uh, employers, to, to people that are, are potential clients and businesses and that kind of stuff. It really comes down to being able to really provide value. And to do so, you can do so by obviously learning more and improving your skills. And then once you have that, once you have that kind of raw, I call it raw material, um, that value that you have inside of you, it has to come out. uh, And it has to be valued by the people that are actually going to pay for it. So that's really important. Make sure you have these conversations with your employees. uh, Make sure you have these conversations with your employers. And of course, if you own a business, make sure you're being paid fairly for the value that you bring. Hmm. Love it. The value has to come out. Um, no use just holding all of that lovely knowledge in, in you um, without it coming out, whether it's in your side hustle businesses or your um, nine to five job. But no, Jax, man, that's super useful. And on that, um, actually, just for all of our listeners, particularly even in the world we're living in right now, even more so than ever, every single one of you has value to give. Um, it's up to you to kind of define um, what that might look like. Um, so now hopefully this would be an encouraging, um, useful and thought-provoking episode for you. Uh, Jax, as ever, thank you very much for your time. Um, yeah, man, we're going to wrap it up there, man. So remember all, stay woke.